larin ang sarili dito sa pinakabagong programa ng 95.1 Home Radio Naga. Maghahatid sa inyo ng makahulugang karunungan ukol sa lahat ng aspeto ng personal development and leadership. Kaya tara, mabusog sa kaalaman dito sa Lunch and Learn with Grace. It's a day, tuwing Sabado, alas 12 hanggang alauna ng hapon. Kumain lang ng aming leftover from my uh, birthday party last night. Uh, at ang aking birthday party ng aking... Okay, <laughs> ng aking pamangkin na si MJ. Oh, thank you so much everyone for uh, joining us yesterday sa aming birthday party, my 50th birthday and 22nd birthday ng aking pamangkin. MJ, um... Happy, happy birthday. At today, andito tayo sa ating Lunch and Learn with Grace. Ako po si Mary Grace Stein. At nandito ang aking co-host niya si Miss Edna Flores. Say hi. Hi, hi. Good afternoon. Alright, so uh, andito ang ating uh, special guest today. All the way from US, Minnesota. Uh, ito po ay isang uh, good-looking guy. <laughs> And his name is Todd Stein. Siya po ang aking husband. At nandito po siya ngayon uh, to celebrate the uh, 50th birthday ng kanyang, right. ng kanyang wife. Ayan. So, um, I, I will uh, introduce my husband all the way from Minnesota. And we'll be staying here until before Christmas, right? Uh, okay, go ahead, Tad, and say hi to our uh, to our listeners and viewers at Facebook Live. Well, one thank you, Grace. Uh, hello, Naga City. Um, I am Todd, and uh, I'm enjoying my time here in Naga. Been here for about four days now, and uh, it's my pleasure to join you on your lunch and learn. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody are uh, uh, waiting for you to be here. <laughs> And uh, of course, uh, we have another friend, uh, Ray, uh, Ray uh, Pajardo Borja. He is also joining us uh, very soon, but uh, today you're here first. So, <laughs> Okay, uh, before uh, we uh, proceed to our... Uh, Uh, session today, our lunch and learn. Uh, I would like to greet our um, sponsors. Uh, uh, we would like to congratulate Popas Hangout because today they will be. It, it it would be their grand opening, opening of their bar. So tonight they will be having fun, wine, and entertainment at Popas Hangout Dayangdang. So be there. Thank you so much, Popas uh, Hangout, because without you, we're not here. <laughs> They are uh, our sponsors. And uh, also, thank you to all the friends uh, that are supporting us, uh, MPP Trading um, at Diversion, uh, Auto Parts uh, Shop. Uh, they are the one uh, also helping us and Aikaji uh, Ilux Paradise uh, thank you so much for supporting our program and uh, Kento Yamada BMP Tokyo uh, 
for those who goes to Tokyo, you know, BNP Tokyo Tad, right? Yes, yes. Uh, thank you so much for the support. And of course, the our friends last night. Uh, the friends, friends of mine, yes. We, yes. Will, we will be having our outreach program again on Sunday. And we are just so happy to be going to those far flung barangays to help depressed children. They are actually, they are orphans. And it gives us so much happiness when we, we see them that they are so happy. In fact, uh, instead of we expect them, we expect them to be happy. But in as a result, we they are the ones making us so happy by helping them by sharing a little something for them yeah, and you can nice. see the smile in their faces uh, it really will melt your heart when you see those little kids actually it was really fun because we did around three weeks ago we yeah. did some feeding with the children and they were really so happy <laughs> yeah thank you so much friends of mine and all those who are supporting us in these projects in this endeavor we thank you from the bottom of our hearts and ang ating mga groups no uh, those uh, very uh, warm-hearted groups that are ready to help uh, especially the children because they are the future and also thank you to uh, Rotary of Isarog uh, for also doing a uh, similar thing helping uh, people helping each other uh, making these uh, projects that uh, contribute to our community. Thank you so much. And uh, to Janet Luna and uh, Janet Luna and my cousin Hilda uh, Medina for uh, helping us in our uh, party last night. They really did a good job on the food and they are really, they are really happy serving, right? Uh, the potato wages. <laughs> Last night, they said, oh, we want to order potato wages. <laughs> That's one thing done with our relatives here, yeah. our Filipino relatives here. Uh, they, they, really, they really are very happy when helping us. And uh, we are proud to say that uh, they, actually they're not expecting so much. They're not expecting, but uh, they, they help us wholeheartedly. They really uh, go out of their way <laughs> to mm. help. And yeah. that's so, so good with us, with our relatives. Uh, thank you so much and uh, also to our all our uh, visitors last night uh, for the wine I got some wine I got some uh, we got some perfume chocolate mm -hmm. <laughs> we got some chocolate um, from uh, Miss Juliet she's making uh, chocolate uh, very good chocolate and uh, also uh, thank you to Boots Oviedo She's uh, actually she's selling a very good uh, uh, what they call this the um, lucky stone bracelets mm. uh, and this is her gift to me. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much, Butch. I know I'm gonna be uh, very lucky from now on. And uh, the book uh, from uh, Ning, uh, she gave me a very good book. Thank you so much. At uh, sa lahat ng uh, nagbigay at uh, nag-attend, uh, just uh, having your uh, presence in our uh, in our party is a very very good thing. Very good feelings that everybody care. At uh, syempre, ang ating uh, friend uh, Joe Makel, uh, a fartel 
for um, giving us cake also. Thank you. Ayan. So today, um, our, our topic is about the law of awareness. It's about awareness. Last week, we were talking about how to be intentional. And thank you to Ate Norma Pugay for joining us last week. Uh, to share her uh, her experience, uh, why how how she get to Japan? Uh, we, at first, it's not intention. There's no intention of going there, but her intention of helping her family lead her to go to Japan, and uh, it's been more than 30 years now, and she's still there because of helping others. Sometimes we don't know uh, the situation. It's not our, we don't have any uh, any intention of doing something, but our, our intention of helping others will lead us there, right? And uh, we we learned last time that, um, you know, it's not, a, it's not a natural process to grow. It's, uh, it should be intentional. Everything we want in life should be very intentional. And there are gaps that uh, we have to uh, we have to be aware of. And it's uh, the assumption gap, the knowledge gap, timing gap, mistake gap, perfection gap, inspiration gap, uh, con- comparison gap, and expectation gaps. Those are the things that uh, kind of stop us, right? And, uh, and the also, hindrances, right? yes. the hindrances that prevents us from pursuing what we really intend to do. Yes. Those are the uh, distractions, actually. Yeah, <laughs> very, very strong distraction that sometimes we don't really, we don't think. Sometimes we don't, uh, we are not aware of that there are distractions, and we are like wondering how come we are not growing faster <laughs> we're not going getting to where we want to go right yeah so uh today um because of those gaps that we we don't even knew it's there right we are not even aware so now we will talk about how to be aware of those gaps, right? Of, of the things around us, things happening around us. So, uh, you know, we must know your, ourself to grow ourselves. So if we don't know ourselves well, we cannot grow. And uh, we have three uh, topics that we're going to talk about today. And number one is knowing our direction. So where we want to go where we want to go in life or where what direction where, where's our uh, our destination or our um, goal and the second one is there's uh, three kind of people when it comes to finding direction so there's three types of people and where are we at this three are we the number one number two number three and the next is uh, we're gonna uh learn how to find our passion and purpose in life okay so um let's go to this first one knowing our direction um so do we have a sense of direction or are we lost um Tad, do you know uh something can you share with us something about how to know our direction mm, very very good question grace um I, you know, I think I think the direction uh, can change. You know, as we grow older, um, and sometimes we're just not aware of really where we want to go. I know for myself, when I was very young and in college, 
I really thought that my life and my direction was going to be a physical therapist. I, I was injured in sports as a kid. I liked helping people, and I learned a lot about physical therapy, and I thought that was my direction. And then, and then when things didn't work out, I had to, I had to find a new path and where I was going to go. And all of a sudden, to become a registered nurse uh, popped up, and I, I had no idea I would be a registered nurse. And then, not only did I become a registered nurse, all of a sudden the military became an option, where you can be a registered nurse in the military. And I was like, this is kind of cool. And uh, it took me now uh, 30 years. It was, it was my direction. And I had no idea when I started that that was what I really wanted to do. That was what I was good at. And uh, 30 years later, um, it's given me a very fulfilling, fulfilling life. So sometimes you don't know it when it just pops up. Wow, that's really kind of similar to Ati Norma last week. You mm. know, she said yes. she has no... Uh, I, she wanted to help the family, but no direction, right? And then it just lead her to where she is right now, like what you uh, you experience. And uh, could it be? Could it be fate? What can you say that? Could it be? It was re- our life was really designed to uh, to be on that position and that place. Yeah, I, you know, um, I, I went to a school that was very science-driven. So, so it was medical school, it was physical therapy school, it was nursing school, it was respiratory therapy. So I, I definitely knew I, I wanted to work in a field where where you help people and work with people. Um, and uh, I, I just remember my senior senior counselor many years ago said you should try to become a registered nurse, and I'm like. And that's 30 years ago, so maybe males going into registered nurse was not was that so w- common? was was, uh, was was rare. It wasn't yeah, very popular thought... back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we so it made me very nervous. But he he really reassured me and and said, you know, you know, once you get in, there's many different avenues of working in the hospital as a registered nurse, and 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 you know, you can you can kind of get into the into a network with with other maybe physicians or other males and it's it's um there's opportunities to grow there and, and at the time i didn't know anything about that um so maybe a little bit of faith i you know it's just timing yeah it's just the timing so sometimes we don't know it's, it's given to us yeah right? it's like yeah how, how come it's I, in front of me right now like it just pop up <laughs> right yeah Okay, so um, they said, uh, John Maxwell said, to grow yourself, you must know this following. There's four uh, things that he said. Your strength, your weakness, your interest, and your opportunities. Uh, Can you share with us uh, something about your strength? What what strength do you have that uh, leads you to where you are right now? Mm-hmm. Where you are good at that's the yeah, strengths. Um, so I think I think one of my strengths is I'm a really good team player. So I, I will I will uh, make the team better and I'll make other people better. And I, I didn't really realize 30 years ago that healthcare and even the military is a big team. And uh, so I, I think I brought to the table. Um, the ability to make other people feel a part of the team, 
the ability to bring leadership, to bring the team together, to create a team that becomes a high-performance team. Uh, in healthcare, unfortunately, sometimes bad things happen to patients, right? You know, there's errors that happen, and you want to be a what we call a high-performing team. You, you do not have medication errors. You do you you make the patient better when they come to the hospital so they can leave and and you and a high performing team is is when you can create this environment on the team where everybody feels a part of it and feels better and and you as a team do better work right we're now watching the world cup right everybody loves soccer in the world cup these teams france netherlands argentina they're high performing teams that's why they are the top four in the world is they have figured out to be a high-performing team, and unfortunately, the U.S. is not quite there. We're good. I cheer for the U.S. <laughs> but, but you know, like not only are they talented, but they create a team environment that make them that much better. So I think for myself, and I played sports very young, and I think I, I was always aware and knew that um, a better team will beat another team that has better players if you play as a high-performing team. And, I've, and I brought that to the healthcare, and I brought that to the military, and we taught that a lot in the military, too. That was a very hot the topic, teamwork. the teamwork. I, yeah. I think teamwork is uh, one of the most important things in the military because you have to go to the war and protect the country. And without the teamwork, I don't think it well, can be a whole. Yeah, to, and, to and, and people, people die in the military, right? You go yeah. to war and, yeah. and you 100% have to rely on your shipmate because your life can depend on it. You know, yeah. um, we go to work every day and we don't go to work in such an environment. But if you have that mentality, you will you create this team environment and everybody and and it makes people want to work and feel good about work, which is very important. Yeah. So that's why I heard uh, we heard like many uh, ex-military become a very good leader mm. in, in mm. different uh, fields, different mm. field, right? Mm. Yeah. Because of the training, the training. Is it's there, it's, 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 yeah. there, it's different when you are really in the military because you acquire the discipline. Uh, I, I see that uh, uh, even when fixing the clothes, in daily life, you yeah. can really detect that oh, maybe this guy has military mm. training because... You can see he's so orderly, organized. <laughs> Unlike some, oh, most of us girls now, they are, they are, not, they are disorganized sometimes. And <laughs> you can see that uh, that's really is a factor when you are in a military. Because uh, some people depend on you. You are watching each other's back. So you have to be, uh, you have to have that uh, certain degree of discipline. Yes. And... Really, that really helps. And especially, uh, you have a lot of uh, friends. That yes, I also have the many friends in the military. Sometimes I, I feel shame in myself that I realize oh, they are boys, they are men, but they are very organized. <laughs> they make, they, they, they organize the teams, they make the team work as one. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That's one. Yeah, that's very. Uh, that's a very strong uh, strength. That's the strength of the military. Well, we were. That's such a great point. And and we were taught very young in the military that um, 
being organized, being on time. If if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. That's all right. You gotta late. be 15. That's minutes how we early. think. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm five, ten minutes time, early. You have to be earlier. No, you're late. You're yes. Late. Yes. Yeah, I, I learned that in Japan. When I was in Japan, I had to meet someone, uh, and it's business uh, meeting, and then I was five. Uh, minutes, minutes late. late because uh, I get to the train and the train left already. So I was I, late and I was looking, where's my... He's gone. He's <laughs> <laughs> no longer my, there. Uh, my customer? He's gone. You and then wait. I called. He said, you are too late. Too late. Five minutes. Yep. And in the Philippines, when you are right. early, they tell you, why are you early? What's wrong? <laughs> yeah. When you're late, oh, I'm just about... It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About on it's, time. Yeah. Yeah. But right? there are also now some Filipinos who are learning to be on time. It's, because maybe they are uh, looking at the Americans yeah. or other... That, that they wonder, well, why are they so time-conscious? Uh, like and, and I think the thing that you brought up is so important is it's a learned skill set. You can do it, you know. Like, you know, I'm 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 not organized, or you know, I'm late, or I don't have self awareness. These are all skills you can learn to make yourself you better, acquire. which makes other people better. Yes, it's about the learning, really learning. And if no one is teaching you this, of course, you will never learn. You need no. someone yeah. to teach you. Yeah. You, mm -hmm. you can unlearn bad habits and by learn the good one. Yeah. But sometimes they think they don't they are not aware that what they are learning and thinking it's a good habit it's a bad habit. Mm. Sometimes they thought it's good because no one taught them. Mm -hmm. And they didn't realize they are learning the bad habits, right? Yeah. So sometimes it's difficult to unlearn and relearn because they yeah. think, "Oh, I already know, why should I unlearn and relearn?" And I don't yeah. I don't know if there if there's truth to the saying that uh, old dog learn uh, don't learn tricks, new tricks, <laughs> something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dog, a dog can't learn a new trick. <laughs> yeah. They cannot learn new tricks. All dogs learn, uh, don't learn new, new tricks, tricks. Yeah, something like, like that. Yes, that's it. And that's about uh, weaknesses. So it calls, like, it, that part is the weakness, I guess, of Filipinos because uh, mm. we are always following what we learned from long time ago. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. All this, uh, I, you know, tradition. Yeah. So. Maybe it's also some influences from those who, who uh, what you call, who occupied our country. Maybe, maybe may, we might not they know. We Spanish. have acquired that the Spaniards. <laughs> they said we are like, because yeah. Alcamanyana is from Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. do you think of that, babe? Yeah. We, we, uh, learn, we live in in Spain for three years. Yes, we did. We did. The and I, yeah, I Tell them a little story about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I want to go back just a little bit, um, not so much on Spain, but just on weaknesses. And I think, um, especially in the military, um, again, that's my background, 30 years, it's so much. A lot of people are very strong people, right? Maybe they're very alpha, they do things themselves. And and sometimes the weakness is, is you don't rely on other people, right? You want to do everything yourself. And problems happen with that. You can easily make mistakes because you want to do everything. And you, and you take on too many tasks and you forget about something when you have a team around you who can help you and, and you do this and I'll do that. But, but I, I know over my period in the military, um, many people are, 
are smart and and really want to work hard but sometimes they take on too much and like i can you know i i'm gonna do everything and i'm gonna you know um which uh is a great attitude but when it goes back to the teamwork and a high performing team you got to be able to help with others and and i think i think later on people realize that that's a weakness it's not it's not a strength but it's, they thought it's a strength. They thought it was a strength because because mm-hmm. I'm strong and I can do everything and and I I'm gonna come. You want me to work for you because I will do everything and everything will be fine. It's it's not generally like that. Because they have also some sense of uh, they they think that when you want to do things right, do it yourself. Oh, what can you say about that? Some people have that that attitude that uh, that's why they are doing everything them, themselves because they think. They yeah, think that but, if you want to do things right, do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, why. Well, that's a great point. And, and uh, I, again, my background is in the healthcare. And, and uh, a number of years ago, they came out and said there's a real big problem in American healthcare and that people are getting hurt. They go to the hospital and then they get hurt by the, by the injury, wrong medication. They fall in the hospital and there's problems. So there's this, there's this problem in, in healthcare. Why are people getting hurt? And then they looked at the doctors, how they train the doctors and the surgeons. And years ago, they, two things that um, surgeons told us, what they told them when they started training to be a doctor. They said, one, do it yourself. If you want it done, if you want it done right, do it yourself. Two, um, get to the hospital at four in the morning. So so you do everything yourself. So you can do everything. So And and that's kind of my point I've been talking about is you can't do everything yourself. You are going to have problems. And the doctors are miserable if they're coming at four every day and they have to do everything and they don't trust anybody. And that has been part of the change in healthcare with the teamwork and the high-performing teams. And you have to get to a point you can trust people on your team. Um, and everyone has a role that is important. So, um, so at some point, people were trained to not trust everybody. You were trained to do it yourself. So I think many people are trained like that. I know some people and I ask, uh, you're so tired. Uh, how, how come you don't have a staff or helper? Oh, they can't do what I do. But you cannot do what you do, of course, because, you know, you, yeah. you only have two hands to do things maybe that's that is applicable in situation of life and death is a life and death situation maybe because Correct. just for example you're a doctor or a nurse or uh, you're skillful you're knowledgeable but there's a there are some aspect uh, that you want you want to do it yourself because maybe some of your uh, colleagues or some, you 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 are convinced that they can do it right and and the life of the patient is at stake Mm. Uh, right? Mm. Am I right in that sometimes? I, I think you are. There are specific times when you just want to step in and do it. Mm. But, you know, when, when you think about your eight hours a day, every day you're working, majority of this stuff is probably not life and death, you know? Mm. Um, patients can get hurt if you give them the wrong medications, right? Or, or you know, you... They uh, slip, they, you, they slip, the, they fall, yeah, you, fall. You, you don't get them up the walk. Maybe their joint uh, doesn't heal very good. It mm. becomes stiff. Those are 
not good outcomes. That's not what we want our patients to leave the hospital. Um, but you are right. When it gets down to, you know, a patient not breathing or they can't get oxygen, you want the right people there to immediately help them. And, and maybe that, that those are opportunities for these people to step in and say, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's uh, really, you know, sometimes it's difficult to us uh, to really uh, believe that, uh, you know, teamwork is good. Yeah. It's better than do it yourself. But, you know, in the long run, I think teamwork is always better. And knowing our uh, weaknesses is mm. the good thing because then you will give up. You will go, okay, I'm not good in this thing. Maybe I will ask an expert to do this for me. And yeah. the next is your interest. If you have uh, interest in something, I think, uh, then you know that you can do it longer. You can enjoy it because it's your interest. Yeah. Uh, can you share, uh, Edna, about uh, like what's uh, your interest? Uh, how, how, how the interest uh, will help uh, your growth? Actually, as I grow older, uh, uh, it's, actually it's not a, it's an everyday learning in our lives. Uh, every day we, we develop that interest and at present my interest now, I, I feel so happy. Even without, sometimes without really, I'm not really being compensated mm. enough for that. But my interest really is uh, the people. I, I don't know why why it gives me whenever some something comes up that we are going to help okay okay I, I'm never minding did I still have to do something in our house or yeah, what yeah. but when they say Edna we are going to go to this place because the people okay 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 I immediately I said okay I, I, what can I do to help uh, that's that's one of my <laughs> really at present really. It's not no longer the the materials, the what 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 what, what will I get yeah, for yeah. for doing this? But my interest, you my uh, genuine interest in really reaching out to people. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. that's, that's one very thing. good. Yeah. So I think knowing our interest, if we are really interested in something, then maybe it's a it's a point that's already giving you the sign that this is your way. This is the starting point to mm -hmm. where you can really uh, uh, grow faster, mm -hmm. right? Because of your interest and your opportunities. So tell us what how opportunities become uh, very important in growing ourselves. Yeah, so... Correct, correct. So um, when I joined the military, I, I really thought I would do three years and go back home. I, didn't, I really didn't think I'd make a career out of the military. And um, after three years, heading to five, even closer to 10, I realized I'm having a big impact on helping um, my fellow teammates. We call them shipmates in the military. Um, we, we get people healthy so they can go back to work. We take care of their families. And then, then one of the biggest things that happened is when I went to Afghanistan and I really got to help some really, really sick people who got um, bad injuries over there. And I'm like, wow, I'm really impacting some lives. We're, you know, the injuries we saw over there and the number of people who got hurt and they have to go back and try to live a life and be with their families. And um, that really 
gave me the opportunity and I was senior in the in the in the military that I became you know kind of um, a leadership a leader in in other departments to to train the young people how important your job is to help these military people and I could see that and it's and it's also kind of ironic now that I'm out 30 years out of the military and um, a lot of, and, and I'm not sure if the Filipinos are aware, but in America, we have a system called the Veterans the VA system. And that takes care of, provides so much help to these guys who lose their legs in the war or, or, or have so many problems. The VA system um, is very big in America. And I am just so proud right now that uh, this past six months, I'm now going to go work for the VA system in America and I can continue doing what I was doing in in the military um, but to another level and be a part of the VA system so I'm just really excited about that and and uh, you know what it wasn't because because Grace and I left uh, Japan only uh, eight months ago and and our plan was was really maybe to go live in the Philippines right away and it yes. didn't quite work out and all of a sudden the opportunity came up I'm like why don't I go I can I, I can do that and 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 we can um, you know as a family come together in America later and I'm like I'm really excited to to go work and help these people in the VA yeah I think that's really a good opportunity because we you have one opportunity to live in Japan right we can live in Japan and then that didn't work out and yeah, then yeah. you know we were kind of like disappointed because we're thinking oh we can stay in Japan one more, a few more years and then all of a sudden it was denied and then we're like oh then we're going change back to the plans. Philippines right <laughs> change the plans then, <laughs> yeah, and then we didn't change. know sometimes really you, you can say God, God giving us better opportunity sometimes you lose one that is good and it will change to better. But I have one, may I interrupt? Yes. I have one question for Dad. Yeah. Uh, I just wonder, where do you draw the line, especially in war-torn Afghanistan? You were there in that situation. You're a nurse. Your main purpose is to heal whoever got hurt or whatever. Aren't you afraid that... I might be hit by bullets or or mortars or ano or that. And what what what's in your mind? Uh, what is the really the this, the picture when you, you're at the same time a soldier? Yeah. How does where do you draw the line when you have to protect yourself and then you have to he to care for the wounded? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I. Th I think a lot of people struggled with, and I did too a little bit over there, is I think the bigger picture is why are we here? What what are we doing here and what is the difference we're making? Um, and I see these people coming back and they're injured and, and some of them die and, and they have wounds that are just traumatic. So, you know... Um, we put on that military hat and we, we do what the military says we're going to do and, and the country and the military said we are going to war and this is our mission and this is what we're going to do. Um, when you're in healthcare, part of the military, our mission is almost, it, it is different, right? We don't, I mean, we had to carry a, a weapon. I carried a gun. We don't use it, but we had to carry it. But that's that's not our mission. Our mission is... Um, to take care of who comes to us and and I guess my mind is um, 
we were told we need to be here. Um, we were told other soldiers need to be here and they're out fighting. So we're here to support. It's, 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 it's hard, though, because I'm like, why are we here? What are we doing in this country? What are we impacting? The only thing I see is 150 injuries every month coming in, and it um, it's, takes a toll. It's hard. It does. So this strong is your uh, mission, your, you know, you know? Your mission to help, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think in healthcare, we know, we, we know our mission so strongly that, you know, who, I don't care how they get hurt, who they are, we're going to take care of you because that's what we do in healthcare. Um, the mission of the military, way above my head whose decision is it to go to Afghanistan and put everybody in harm's way um, that was made I, I swore an oath to follow the military so I'll be there and I'll do it but I'm going to focus on the health care so when they come to me we're just going to take care of them it's like yeah. service above self yeah <laughs> yes. yes very good yeah. so th- that is really that is really good for the military because you guys are really trained before you went there, I remember you were having, is that six months training mm. before you when went, you went to, to the army base? Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I was like, why he need to do the training, uh, carrying bullet shooting, and he's a nurse, and he should take care of patient in the hospital. So why is that? And now, uh, since we started uh, like learning from John Maxwell about personal growth and leadership, then I realized, oh, that's what the first You learned to you accept. Need, you, <laughs> you, you need to be prepared. You need yeah. to be equipped before you go because you go and you don't know what to do. Then that's what when people don't have success in life. Yeah. So um, it, it says here, John Maxwell said, to reach your potential, you must know where you are like where you are and where you want to be so yeah. you know where you are you are in the military yeah. you want to be you want to grow you want to uh, you know have another rank yeah. or yeah. you want to be yeah. a leader yeah. then you have to do those processes yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and it comes with time because i don't because you're not gonna wherever you work you know um you're not gonna come into um your field and say you know, I want to be the CEO and I want to be in charge of everybody. And, and it, it, it very rare does that happen because, you know, for myself, I wanted to be critical care. What's critical care? Like ICU. So I got my master's degree in critical care. I got trained in critical care. Um, 10, 12 years, that's all I did. Well, now I'm like, I'm not saying I'm the best, but I've maxed my capacity. So that's where I went back and got a business degree and followed the leadership. And then now I take the critical care background and I can teach other people. I can, I, I take it to a new level. So I think, you know, um, as time goes, you know, you, you grow yourself and, and you take on that extra responsibility. So, um, it's kind of fun. I mean, it really is. I didn't expect to do that when I first joined the military. I didn't think, and I told Grace this, uh, there's a lot of ranks in the military, and I retired as a captain. And then when I was very young, I never thought I'd be a captain. I told my people around me, I said, wow, maybe one day I can be a commander. That's how I thought when I joined. I thought, I, I never even envisioned being a captain. <laughs> just work in the hospital. I just want to, maybe one day I can be like, you know, commander so-and-so. And, and 
um, and now look at 30 years later. So, yeah, <laughs> so it's the process really, it's the, the opportunity, your interest, and uh, knowing your strengths and weaknesses, I think it's uh, like a food that uh, will guide you to where you want to you, you wanna be. And uh, the uh, number two topic that <laughs> we're going to discuss is about, there's three types of people when it comes to finding their direction, because most people don't know where they are going. They will say, yes, the there, where are you going? There's even a song. Do you know where you're going to? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that's really true. Yeah. You know, where are you going? You I'm like going somewhere. Yeah. Where? Like, for example, I want to go abroad. Like, where in abroad? Mm. I, I don't know. Just abroad, you know? Mm -hmm. But if you have a direction where you're going, then yeah. it's easier. I'm going to Manila. Okay, to go to Manila... It's tough to go use, uh, driving a tricycle. You gotta take a bus at least, right? Or a car or airplane to go to Manila because you have your uh, purpose and direction, right? So um, there are three types of people. People who don't know what they would like to do. <laughs> what can you say? Do you, how, how can you explain about that? <laughs> like, they are confused. Why, why people you think are confused? You know, I, I, I think, um, I think in general there may be younger people who don't know, you know, because their their life experience or they're maybe not done with college or they just started their job and they think this is what they want. But you know, there's studies out there that many people change their job how many different times before they find what they want. So, um, you know, I think um, my thought if if they don't know where they want to go or what they want to do. Um, I think they just need some a little bit more self-reflection and, and look at where they're at and and uh, be open to other opportunities. And one more thing, they are, are most often, uh, they are preoccupied by mm. so many things uh, that cloud their, their purpose, their oh, intention, so, so or their, their plan on what they're going to do in the future. Uh, there are so many distractions. That's why that's another the distractions uh, uh, preoccupied with so unnecessary things. Yes. Some yeah, that's mm. that's really true. Like lack of uh, focus, lack of knowledge, mm. lack, oh, lack yes. of uh, equipment. You know, they're not equipped. They don't know. They're like yeah. no one is teaching them. Yeah. They're like just lost. Yeah. Didn't go to school. Yeah. And the next one are the people who know what they want to do but don't do it. <laughs> the stubborn ones. The, yeah. They're the stubborn. They know yeah. what they yeah. have to do. They yeah. read books, all YouTube, all yeah. uh, teachers around. They went to college, but they don't do it. They they know that it's the right thing to do. Yeah. They are convinced yeah. that yeah. it's the right yeah. thing to do, yeah. but yet yeah. they don't yeah. do it. Well, we saw that. I, I saw that a lot in the military because um, you know when, when when you look at the ranks, um, it really kind of hit uh, lieutenant, lieutenant commander, commander captain to make commander you have to have a master's degree oh, you, yeah. you you uh, have it's a prerequisite. to it's it's almost and it's not in writing but it's there and mm -hmm. if you talk to anybody who's going up the ranks and then i talk to people who are lieutenant commander the rank below commander and they go well i know i'm supposed to get my master's i'm just not going to do it i said well then you're not going to make commander yeah, i mean it's that simple so so they are very stubborn 
and 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 they know the prerequisite, they know the rules, but they still don't, don't do it. Do it, and then and then unfortunately, sometimes by the time they finally do it and maybe even get close to their degree, they pass the opportunity to make commander, and then they have to go home. So, so it's already too late. It's by too late. By the time they learn, it's too late. Yeah. By, by the time they're like, okay, I'm I'm ready now, but the opportunity is gone. It's gone. Opportunity only. It's a small window. It's a small window. Yeah, yes. Right. Three times. Then the uh, number three type of people are those people who know what they want to do and do it. Mm. These are the people mm. that really have success because they know what they want and uh, they do it and they find a way and like like you know. What you did, I think, um, you know, mm -hmm. you know you want to have success. I, I see these people just as high achievers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I, you know, I, my experience is in military and in healthcare, and and um, a lot of people in healthcare and even the officers in the military have a lot of education. It's a, you know, to become a doctor, it's a lot of education, education to be specialized in certain parts of the healthcare. Um, and and you just you're a high achiever. You you have to um, go after it, whatever the requirements are, and and you go and do it. And and uh, um, great on these people. Uh, not everybody is a super high achiever. Some people want to go to work, do their job, and go home at four, and and that's good. Um, but you know the high achievers keep growing, learning, and and get what they want so this type one two three and i know everybody you know where you are at this, <laughs> at this which you know your category am I? Where am I? Which, uh, of, which of those are yeah uh, which, is me? <laughs> which is me i'm one two or three right okay and then now um how can we find our passion so um here of course uh, your personal awareness is very important and do you like what you are doing of course and uh would you do it even you like it sometimes you still don't do it you want to be successful you want to be sexy you want to be uh, you know like a muscle man but still you don't do it even you like it yeah. and um can you do what you like to do and of course uh and do you know why you want to do what you would like to do? And do you know what to do so you can do what you want to do? These are like the questions that, um, you know, we have to ask ourselves so that we can really have uh, success and have a mm -hmm. passion and yeah. uh, purpose. So uh, can yeah. you share with us, uh, because we don't have a lot of time, okay. <laughs> share <laughs> with us about uh, how, how did you find your passion and purpose in life? Um, well, I, I want to go back to, um, like, I wanted to be a physical therapist, and that came very early because I played sports and I injured myself at a very young age. Like, I was only in ninth grade, and I was like, oh, man, what happened to my knee? And uh, I had to spend almost a whole year going to a physical therapist, almost a whole year as a ninth grader, and I couldn't play sports, and I'm like, well... I think now I know I'm not going to be in the NBA. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be a professional player. I, I knew that by probably night. But I, I still wanted to play and be very good. But I also realized maybe I was just very thoughtful as a ninth grader. Like, well, at some point I have to work and make money and, and do something, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if ninth graders think like that nowadays anymore. Mm -hmm. But that's, uh, that's what... 
you know, I was thinking. So, so I, I always had this in my background, like even though I played college basketball, that I got to study and get good grades and, and figure out. And then I think when when physical therapy didn't work out, I still knew I wanted to be in healthcare, and I wasn't a hundred percent sure on the registered nurse avenue, but I knew like okay, let's just let's try it and see where we want to go. And then, then like I said, the Navy popped up, and there was so many good things about the Navy that I that fit with me and and I stayed 30 years and I saw many people leave the Navy after two years after three years and and some even stayed a little bit longer six seven and and um being away from home or their family or now it's my wife's turn to follow her career whatever their their excuses are it didn't work out and they went somewhere else and for me I I just it's it's hard to explain, but everything in the military fit, and and I didn't have a problem with it. Um, oh yeah, other people have a problem being told what to do, right? Yeah. The military is going to tell you a lot that you have to do, and and I was like, okay, I can do that. That's no problem. And and then I didn't make it feel like it was a burden because if if I want to be in the military, this is what you have to do. If you, if, if you want to be in the military, if you don't want to do this, then you follow orders. Then you, you need to, to go and do your own thing. So, so, um, so many little things, but to me, the military fit me and it fit well. And, and I'm happy you enjoyed the military and yes. our time together and realized that there's, you know, it's not perfect, but for me, it really fits. So, I guess, is that my passion? I mean, yeah, it, it really was. It was, I worked hard, I, and we put in a lot of hours and, you know, many days we were not just home at four o'clock. But so, when, when you, you were a child, Dad, uh, did it ever occur to you when you were a small child? Do you have a, uh, you do have a feeling of awe in the military? Do you, did it ever uh, occur to you that, oh, I want to be a soldier? No, <laughs> no none, not, none not at really all, yet. none at all. Uh, and my, my, my um, classmates across the street, Jason and John Wyman, they went on because when you're in the military, um, majority of the people um, just either go to college or you sign up and you join the military. There's a very few that go to the academy, right? The Army Academy, the Air Force Academy, and, um, Officer the, and the Navy Academy. It's more than it's more than school. It's it's a college education, but it's all in the military. And and us in the military, when we know someone's gone to the academy. I have a little bit more respect for them because they spent their whole four years at a military academy to enhance their doing everything. And my neighbor education. across the street went to the army academy, and I didn't know anything about it when he went. And he knew he wanted to do that, and he he went on and become a doctor. His name's Jason Wyman, and he is um, we're friends on Facebook, and we talk once a while. But he knew right away he wanted to go to the army, the army academy, and in the military. Me, I didn't even know anything about that. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. about the academies, mm -hmm. and I really didn't know the military. And and when I first joined the military, it was 1991. I believe we were bombing the Gulf War um, over near Saudi Arabia in that area, and it still didn't hit me. It was so <laughs> foreign. It was it was so far from what I knew. Yeah. Um, 
But when I got in and, and I learned everything, I was like, oh, I, I think I like this and I think it fits. Mm-hmm. So, my, my brother was also in the, the Navy. And, and, and when you said that during those times, 1991, he was there. He was uh, he, he was in USS Forrestan. Okay. My okay. brother. Ah, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. One of the ships. <laughs> Yes. In the And those ships were a big part because we didn't. We just sat on a ship and just bombed them in '91. <laughs> and and yes. and actually, I'll never forget because that's when CNN first like put their camera, and we actually watched the war. Like you could almost in America, you could watch CNN and you could watch the first hand. Yeah, like, like that was so. I never saw that before. Live streaming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I mean, it's out uh, there. Right. So thank you, Todd, for sharing about uh, your passion and purpose in life. We don't have a lot of time, but uh, what I learned from you today is, uh, you know, you don't really need to have like uh, accurate purpose or passion already from the beginning. But if you are really aware and equipped, what you're gonna do, and you you know what to do, your your someone is guiding you to where it will lead you to where you want to go and I think that's uh, that's a lack I, I call it a lack because just come in front of you and because of your uh, of your dedication of you know how to follow the rules you know how to uh, learn you know, new things and you just accept what uh, it's in there then then it because you do it every day and every day and the consistency of you know your what you're doing become your passion and because you have the passion you li- you start liking it because when you do it every day you go oh bitter me- melon at first is not good for you right <laughs> oh it's but, very bitter but then you're like i like bitter melon then yeah, you yeah, you yeah, fall in yeah, love with it yeah, <laughs> yeah. right well i i want to add one thing on that cuz i think it's so important cuz i talked to so many of my people in the military um, every every few years you go up for what's called promotion and you know I, you know you want to be promoted cuz you want higher rank we get better conditions you make more money you get better status but you're gonna you're gonna make that if you do what you do every day and you're consistent and you put it in the people and there's many people like oh i'm coming up for promotion i'm gonna work hard now i'm gonna take on this project i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do more so they see me now and i get promoted i'm like you missed the boat you should have been doing that the last five years when other people are tired are you staying late are you the first one at work every day are are you taking on projects that no one else wants to take I think it's the consistency, really consistency yes. become a passion. Diligence. Yeah. <laughs> then it diligence, us yes. to our purpose, and we yeah. didn't realize, yeah. oh my God, this is really my purpose in life. This is what I really want to do. Yeah. It's really funny. I just share a little bit uh, because uh, before I was uh, listening to radio and then watching uh, TV, and I go, how is it to? How, how does it feel to be in there, to be in that microphone, in the radio, everybody is listening. Right? Yeah. And, you know, it's just kind of a dream, but I said I missed the boat because I didn't go to school. And, you know, 
when I came back here, I already, I equipped myself for many years, 30 years of equipping myself and trying to dig into it. And then when it's not working, I go out and I dig it again. So I keep working, learning, doing things for 30 years. And one day, one of our friends invited us to be here in the radio. And I go, I, I, I didn't go to school to be an, an announcer or something. But I think you can do it. You're on Facebook. You do live. <laughs> you do uh, you do podcast. And I said, my English is not very good, or my Tagalog, or my vehicle is not even good. But but you can do it. And I go, really? I, I go, later. And then she goes, no, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> and then yeah. now we are here. Yes, yeah, someday, so, yeah. uh, a lot of people will, will re recognize that, wow, you seem like a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so, you do yeah. well. Yeah, it just came. It's like the opportunity. I heard Les Brown. That when the opportunity comes, he's there. He grabbed it. He was just making coffee, and when the the announcer is not uh, available to speak, and he said, "Sir, I can do it," <laughs> and that's why I'm here. I coffee. Yeah. All right. All right. So thank you so much today, uh, Todd, for being here. And my my niece is right there uh, every Saturday. Uh, Gia Medina is here listening to us because one day she's gonna be here. She wanna be interviewed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So thank, let's thank uh, our uh, sponsors. Uh, thank you again for for our sponsors uh, to our sponsors, and uh, we are inviting you to come at Popa's Hangout tonight for the the opening of their new new uh, refurbished or uh, improved. Hang out. Yes, there's. Uh, I think uh, four bands are playing today, so we should go there and Check see them. Yesterday yeah. they were in our party. Um, yes, so thank you so much because without them, <laughs> we are not here. So we have all these sponsors, and of course, uh, thank you to uh, NPP Trading for supporting us, and uh, thank you to. Um, Kento Yamada mm. uh, in Japan. Uh, people who wants to uh, go to Tokyo, near Tokyo Dome, there's a place uh, where you can play music and you can have a very nice food in a cozy uh, place and that's uh, BMP. Bar My Place Tokyo. We used to have that here in, in uh, Magsai side, but now it's gone. And uh, Aikaji, the Ilux Paradise. Uh, thank you so much. Actually, my my earrings uh, is that is Pierce. Pierce is from Ilux Paradise. Uh, this is uh, a real uh, real stone yeah. <laughs> and uh, cut in uh, in roses. So thank you so much, Aikaji, for supporting us. And thank you to uh, Ati Norma Pugai for joining us here last week. Uh, mm, she Norma. shared her story and she almost like... <laughs> is, is she in Japan now? Okay. Uh, uh, no, she's still in Manila. And uh, to all our friends, um, Coach Mon Mateo, uh, Coach uh, she, uh, she of... Uh, of the lifestyle. Thank you for uh, sharing with us a very good, uh, very good life story. Also, and her mother, and um, to all the uh, the Filipino in abroad, to all the OFW. I know my friends are watching. Uh, thank you so much for all the support. They always send me encouragement, and uh, they are watching every time. And they said they learn. They are learning a lot from us. So thank you so much, and. Any last one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, 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 I don't have words to express my thanks to all the people who are really supporting us. And I, before I forget, I would like to greet Father Jan Poblete of Mother Seton Hospital. We, anytime, maybe this week, we would like to visit you and introduce you to, uh, to Tad. Because he's also with the hospital care. He's, he's the chaplain. Chaplain ah, wonderful. Of, that would of be a great. big hospital here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I want to greet my, uh, my uh, parents-in-law. <laughs> so uh, Janet and uh, Tim and uh, Tad's brothers and uh, the wives. Uh, advance Merry Christmas and oh. Happy New Year to yeah. all of you yeah. there. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to say thank you to Grace and Edna for having me on the show. This is, uh, you know, I first came to Naga in 2004, and uh, I, who would have thought almost 20 years later,